friends, welcome to the Link Fitness Show. I'm your host, Marissa Deshong, aka Link, and I'm here to motivate and educate on all things fitness, nutrition, and mindset to help you create an energized and healthy lifestyle. Let's dive in. Hey friend, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of the Link Fitness Show. In this episode, I'm answering your questions. You may notice a slight change in the audio or some strange background noise, and that is because this is a recording from my private Facebook group, Former Athletes Dominating Their Fitness Journey. Every week in this group, I go live to chat a different topic and give you the tips, advice, and or actionable steps you need to be successful. If you're not already in my private Facebook group, I want you to keep this episode playing while you click the link in the show notes and go join the group. I'll see you on the inside. Let's dive into it. Number one question, well, first question was thoughts on exercise during your period, during that time of the month. Um, My personal take on it is to do it if you can. Um... Don't get me wrong, I am not a doctor. I don't have any like scientific research and studies and all that kind of stuff. But I know from my personal experience, some of my clients' personal experience, um, I do feel better after. It does kind of help me work through any, if I have any cramps or anything like that going on, um, I will exercise during mine. But at the same time, the biggest thing that I want you to do is honor your body. So if instead of doing a big lift, like you have this killer leg day planned and that happens, then take either a rest day or just some time off, um, walk, elliptical, bike ride, anything like that. Just do something that feels good um, without overworking yourself because if you're feeling any fatigue or any sort of like, ugh, that's okay. Um, listen to your body. Honor that. It's going to be okay. It'll come down. Once you are off, you can get back to your normal schedule. So kind of a, a great answer, I guess you could say, but I say go for it if you can. If you can't, then that's okay. Give yourself grace. Same thing with anything else. Um, second question, what are some good warm-ups? So this is going to vary muscle group to muscle group um, on leg days. Highly, highly, highly recommend a good glute activation workout or like warm up. So that would be something along the lines of if you have a band, absolutely incorporate a band into this, doing things like side steps or you're kind of in a squat, stepping side to side, some squats, some kickbacks, some fire hydrants, um, pulsing squats, clamshells. Anything like that that's really going to loosen up the muscle. So the point, especially in glute activation, is if we sit a lot or if we're working out in the morning after we've just been sleeping for eight hours, um, those muscles will get tight, right? And if you're sitting, those muscles are tight, okay? We slouch, we don't sit proper, that's fine. So we want to make sure we're warming those muscles up in order to have an effective workout. You want to get the most out of your workout every single time. Okay, so always, 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 always incorporate a warm up. If you played sports, you know that you have to warm up before every practice, before every game, before every workout. You had to do a warm up. Your same warm up that you had in college is a good starting point. There's, I think, dog hair in my eye. Uh, but that's a good starting point. So, highly recommend glute activation on any leg day at a band if you can. 
for things like upper body, I literally just take like bands or light dumbbells. I do some curls. I'll do kickbacks. I'll do um, just some like two or three like light push-ups on like an incline. Um, just some stretching of just like arms or shoulder day, for example. You would want to do some arm circles, some light shoulder press, any movement that you would typically do during your workout. So if it's a push movement, a pull movement, whatever it is, you want to do something similar to that to warm up the muscles, activate the muscles, and get them ready for your workout. So um, long answer turn short is yes, you need to warm up. Two, start with some of the exercises that you've done in the past, any warm-ups that you've done in the past. And three, incorporate a band or some light weights whenever possible and kind of not mimic the moves that you're going to be doing during your workout, but another good starting point to kind of get you geared up. Um, on top of that, some other really good warm-ups would be things like a dance party. Get your body moving and get the blood flowing. Jump rope, jump rope for a couple minutes, jumping jacks. Um, go for a walk, get the blood flowing and really get your body warmed up. And then also incorporate some things like dynamic stretching or just like band work with your, your glutes or whatever. Um, but absolutely you want to warm up. And two, with that, you have glute activation, band work, light dumbbells, all that kind of stuff is a really great way to incorporate some other things to really get the most out of it. Question number three is favorite ab workouts. I'm like hooked on this, like it's not new by any means, but I've been doing it a lot more. So, you know, a six inch hold where you're holding, you're lying on your back with your feet six inches off the ground, put your hands behind your head and then pull your knees to your chest and crunch at the same time and then come back out, straighten completely back out, point your toes out, come in, crunch. I just posted it on my Instagram. Um, when was it? I forget it. I think the workout title was like abs on fire or something like that. Um, let's see. I don't think it was in the thousand rep abs. Was it? No. Um, yeah. I think it was called abs on fire. Yes. Abs on fire has it right here. Crunch it in. Straight out. Crunch it in. In this video, my legs are a little too high. I should have had them lower. Um, so just mark that going forward that's probably my number one favorite ab exercise right now on top of that i would say things like plank um ab twist bike crunch you know the, the basics really are, are my favorites um i hate doing anything hanging that's just not for me i also like uh like decline crunches where you have the weight and you sit up that way um that's a really good one too so those are just some of my favorites Girl, some of my most asked questions are about supplements. Which ones do I take? Which ones do I love? Which ones should you be taking? And to be honest, I've tried a lot of different supplement companies, but my all-time favorite is Bucked Up Supplements. Bucked Up provides the perfect dosage of each ingredient to help propel you forward in your journey, and you can feel good about the ingredients in the products. No BS ever. Plus, their flavors are seriously amazing. I love my passion fruit orange guava bamf and my killer OJ bucked up pre-workout. Their greens don't taste like dirt and don't even get me started on the benefits of the deer antler velvet spray. If you have any questions at all on what supplements I take or which ones I'd recommend for you, hit me up in the DMs and I'd be happy to point you in the right direction. You can use code LINK20, L-I-N-K-2-0 to save 20% on all bucked up purchases.
favorites. Um, number four, how to make running less miserable. Whew, okay, well, this is a doozy because I'm not a huge fan of running still. But I would say to make it less miserable, have a really good playlist um, is number one. Number two, I would say to um, stop making it a competition of like, it, stop making it so miserable in your mind. As silly as it sounds, but like, stop going at it of like, oh, this is such a tough workout. I'm going to die. This is miserable. Stop telling yourself that. Number one, like that's got to go. Um, our mindset is everything. So if we go into the, the run with the mindset of, oh, this is going to suck. This is going to be miserable. I'm going to die. My lungs are going to hurt. Then what do you think is going to happen? And it's probably going to happen sooner than it, it would if you hadn't said those things. So making running less miserable, number one, have a good playlist. Number two, stop telling yourself it's going to be miserable. And number three, stop making it such a big deal. Cardio is a tool for your journey. Use it as simply that. Stop using it as a form of punishment. When you grow up in athletics, running is a form of punishment. I understand that. But it's time to release that that mentality because we are no longer in athletics. So um, get that out of your head that running is miserable, right? Get it out of your head that it's punishment because it's not punishment. It's just a tool to help you along the way in your journey, okay? And if you truly hate running that much, then don't run. It's that simple. You could do stair climber. You could do elliptical. You could walk. If you don't have any of those right now because of COVID and you can't get into a gym right now, then that's fine. Do some jogging. Do sprints because you're going to get them done faster. Do high-intensity circuits instead of doing cardio. There's different ways that you can implement this into your journey. Um, but the biggest thing is going gonna, is gonna to be like, why is it miserable? What are we doing that's making it so miserable? Um, and the biggest thing is going to be releasing that it's not punishment anymore. You're allowed to do things for you and not for your sport, even after athletics like after you're done playing silly as it sounds but we're like so, it's so ingrained in us that like running is punishment we have to run running is punishment running is punishment running running is hard you it doesn't have to be that way right you can take that side out of it and look at it and say okay um i'm doing this run for me it's going to help me grow it's going to help me get better it's just merely a tool on my journey it's not punishment by any means and i think that mindset shift alone will make it a lot less miserable okay um, so next question, how many days per week do you recommend working out? Um, it's going to vary person to person. It's going to vary depending on your schedule. If you are someone who works in a high intensity career where you're always moving, like if you're in construction or if you're working in a warehouse, those people aren't going to need as much or as long of workouts as someone who maybe sits at a desk all day or something along the lines, like a teacher is somewhere in the middle where we're sitting. I say, wait, well, I'm not a teacher. Um, teachers are sitting for a little bit and then they're standing and then they're sitting and then they're standing, but they're standing a lot and they're walking around the school. Um, it really depends on your lifestyle is really what it comes down to. So number one, take a look at what you are doing already. How active are you currently? And see how you can build from there. If you are not doing any exercise at all and you're starting from ground zero, haven't done shit, I want you to start with three to four days, okay? And that can be a mix of things. You could live for three days and have one day of just cardio. You could start by just walking four days a week, nothing else. You have to start somewhere to kind of get a gauge on where you are currently. And then from there, you can build up. Personally, I like four to five days. I think that is a really good number for me. 
My body loves that. I give my body enough rest time. I will say no more than six. And six is pushing it. Okay, so if you have this extreme, like you have, I don't know, a wedding in two months. Working out six days a week, I get that. That's okay, as long as it kind of pulls back after the wedding. Whatever that looks like for you. Um, but I do think four is a really good number for most people. So if you can get three to four if you are just starting out or, or four to five, if you've already been kind of working out but you want to up the intensity a little bit, I would say five days a week, no more than six. If you do have that six day, try and make it a day where you're maybe just doing cardio or you're doing abs or you're doing a different kind of exercise. Go for a hike, go for a swim, go for a bike ride with your friends, whatever it is. Um, but make that kind of more of a like fun free day of exercise versus an actual, okay, I have to go do this lift, you know, or, or this cardio circuit, whatever it is. Um, but try and make that extra day like a fun day. You know what I mean? So that's what I would recommend. Um, next question. Thank you for asking this. Washed up to winning round three. Yes, there will be a washed up to winning round three. Um, yes, it will still be 12 weeks like this one is. Round two is. Um, it probably won't be until after the new year. It'll probably start around the new year, honestly, or like shortly after. Um, so super freaking excited for that round. Round two is just going absolutely amazing, and it's but it's flying. It's going so fast. Me and one of the girls, Maddie, we were just talking about how fast things are going, and like, whew, slow it down. Um, so yes, there will be a wash up to winning round three. There will be more information coming um, towards the end of the current mastermind, just so you have it in your mind moving forward. But it probably will not be until after the new year. Um, so starting fresh in 2021, um, if you have questions about it, you want to learn more information about round three, absolutely um, DM me, message me privately, whatever you want to do, and we can talk more about it and see if it would be a good fit for you. Um, I will have a waitlist opening up. Waitlist girls will get a discounted rate. You can just message me privately, though, if you are interested before the waitlist is up, and I will make sure you get a special discounted rate as well. Um but yes, I think I'm answering that question. Uh, yes, there will be a wash up to winning round three, 2021. It's going to be fucking awesome. So be there. Next question is, what is your favorite bucked up flavor and supplements? So my favorite bucked up flavor. Whew, probably Killa OJ or POG which I believe is passion fruit, orange guava, I think. Um, pretty sure, I just know it says POG on my bottle. But yeah, that's I. those are both of the pre-workouts that I've had. Killa OJ I had in regular, just bucked up pre-workout. And then I had POG, oh, I have POG now in Banff, which is the pre-workout with nootropics in it. So it's a real like, you're focused and dialed in on what you're doing. So Mm. Favorite pre-workout, I probably would say Banff. I was never like a high stim kind of pre-workout person, but Bucked Up has changed my life and I love it. Um, so I'd probably say Bucked Up. Banff is my favorite supplement. Um, favorite flavor though is definitely tough between Killa OJ and POG. I don't know. That's a, that's a tie probably. It really is. 
But I like that like orange citrusy, if you can't tell, between Killa OJ and Passion Fruit Orange Guava. Um, some other good ones though. Swole Whip, amazing. It's like Dole Whip, Dole Whip, like you would get in Disney or something like that. Um, so it's like the pineapple, vanilla ice cream, and mango. So good. Um, my dog just jumped up on the door. And then grape is good. Rocket Pop is good. That tastes like the red, white, and blue popsicles, you know? Um, but yeah, if you ever have any, like, you need recommendations or suggestions on different pre-workouts or flavors or just supplements in general, let me know. And I can definitely help you with that. Um, but favorite supplements, I would definitely say Banff is my number one favorite what would be my next? Probably the deer antler spray because it's so unique. Yeah, or the greens because their greens are the only green supplement that I've ever taken that doesn't taste like dirt. Theirs actually taste pretty freaking good. So like I said, let me know. I'm hoping to have another big order soon. I'm trying to use up what I have first. Then I'll do a big order and I'll come on and I'll share um, what I got. So hopefully that's helpful. All right, next question. Um... What to look for when the scale won't budge, but inches have been lost? Fuck the scale, number one. Um, you need to go look at the post I just have on Instagram about being victimized by the scale. Um, but things to look for, so I call them non-scale victories. Um, things like your energy levels, how well you're sleeping at night, how your clothes are fitting. If you've lost inches, your clothes are more than likely fitting you differently. Um, how strong you feel. Are you lifting heavier weights when you're in the gym? Think of your PRs that you've been able to hit. Um, that's a huge freaking win. Huge win. Because a lot of times, actually, believe it or not, when you lose weight, um, depending on how far you go or where you're at in your journey, nine times out of ten, when you're in that deficit for an extended period of time, you're going to lose a lot of strength um, just because you're not fueling the muscles as much as they need to be fueled. So you don't have as much kind of going in behind them. So if you're lifting heavier, that's a huge freaking win. Huge win. Um, if you're lifting heavier, running faster, sleeping better, you have a better mood, you wake up easier, you have better digestion, um, you don't have that, like, afternoon, like, man, I need to take a nap, kind of like how I'm feeling today, but that's because I have a super busy day, um, and I was asleep late, but that's besides the point. Um, so there's plenty of non-scale victories that you can look at, but the biggest thing I want you to remember is that like you are not determined and defined by this number on the scale. The number on the scale doesn't really matter. Like it's really, it's you, sure you can use it to measure progress, but how accurate is it? You know what I mean? Like I've weighed the same amount for a while now, and I look completely different than I have before. Um, and two, the biggest thing I, the other biggest thing I would say would be to look at how your clothes fit. You've lost inches. You your clothes are probably going to fit differently. Think about how confident you feel now wearing that shirt than you did three months ago when you wore that shirt, something like that. Um, and then finally, how do I measure my food when meal prepping? You can do this one of two ways. I'm assuming you're talking like meat. Um, if you were measuring meat, you can measure it raw or cooked. Whatever you do, you want to log that in MyFitnessPal as raw or cooked so um if you were to search like ground beef for example you could search ground beef cooked ground beef raw chicken raw chicken cooked um that kind of stuff and log it from there that way you know it's it's accurate because think about it when you have um say for example i just had yesterday 12 ounces of turkey that was weighed raw when i cooked it 
it was way less than 12 ounces after it was cooked and weighed. You know what I mean? So really think about like, okay, am I, and when do I want to weigh things? When can, how can I do it consistently? I personally like to weigh them cooked. That's just my personal opinion. I like to weigh things after they're cooked. Um, so that's what I do again, because things kind of shrink down. So you could weigh it and be like, Oh, four ounces. Great. And then you look at it and you're like, Holy shit, that's like two bites. You know what I mean? So, um, whatever you prefer is completely fine. Just keep it consistent. Um, but I do recommend weighing it cooked versus raw. That's just been my personal preference over the years. And that's what I, I seem to stick to. So if you're not that way, that's totally fine. If you're weighing, um, things, Either way, you want to weigh them in grams. Um, it's more accurate that way. Like if you were to look at, okay, got some cheese up here. Um, if you were to look at the nutrition label, it says one pouch or 42 grams right there. So on most things, like if you were to look at this and be like, okay, I had one pouch versus you're pouring them out of like a big box and it's like, oh, 42 grams is, is what the serving size is on the label. You do not have to follow the serving size though. That's just kind of, the serving size is based off of the macro. The macros are based off of that serving size, I should say. So for this, it would be 10 grams of fat, 26 carbs, and four grams of protein. So that's in 42 grams. Where if I were to have less and I only wanted say half the bag, how do I weigh out half a bag of this? Just eyeballing it, that's not gonna be completely accurate. Versus if I pour it out and say, okay, I want 21 grams because that's going to be half of this serving size. Um, and then you can weigh it out that way. Always do grams whenever possible. If the nutrition label says to do it in fluid ounces, do it in fluid ounces. You know what I mean? Whatever, whatever the nutrition label says, I recommend going off of that. But I typically weigh 90% of my things out in grams. Um, obviously if it's liquid, it's going to be fluid ounces, but not always. Sometimes there's going to be like liquid that will say the grams on the nutrition label. I always recommend following that. Don't so much say, okay, well one pouch or half a pouch, whatever, try and weigh it out whenever possible. If you can't weigh it out, not a huge deal. But since you said meal prepping, I'm assuming you're able to. Um, but yeah, I would measure out in grams like yogurt, for example, always measure it out in grams. So yeah, I hope this was helpful. I hope you absolutely loved this episode and gained some much needed clarity. If you ever have any questions at all, feel free to hit the cool little voice message button in the show notes below and send me a voice memo of your question so I can answer it right here on the show for you. Or you can hit me up in the DMs and I'll answer it there for you. All right, I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.